today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I'm talking about minor sports. I'm talking about what we always used to do when we were kids and what we want our kids to be doing is spending summer playing soccer, playing baseball, whatever it might be, uh, and that's just not going on. I mean, you, you drive by the odd ballpark and you'll see a couple of kids maybe ha- hanging around there, but there's no organized sports because right now everything seems to be shut down. Well, is that going to change and when is it going to change? Well, the people that, that work into this and, and want to see this happening for our kids uh, have written a letter to the Premier simply saying, look, we want some clarity on this so we understand exactly where where he's going from so we can start planning. Ed Quinlan is the president of Baseball Ontario. He joins us here on the Bill Keller Show uh, to talk about some of those concerns. Ed, thanks so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to discuss this further. Well, what's, what's the status right now as you read it? So the status right now, we are in receipt of a response from the Premier's office. So what happened is a group of outdoor sports, we got together, and it was remarkable that all of our challenges and frustration extreme frustration as you can hear in my oh, voice yeah. Oh, yeah. is we're being ignored we're not being answered no one's giving us any direction and we are the provincial sport organization so if we're their pso and we're being ignored like that's just not okay so the group of us come together we got a response from the premier's office yesterday morning from nina pavlovic basically saying this has now been turned over to minister mcleod and her office has been asked to respond and we still have not received a response as of this morning did they give you any indication that there was going to be a positive or a negative response i mean the fact that they passed it down the line i guess is not surprising but you'd well, like to think ed that you got some sort of an idea i have to tell you it's the first response we've ever gotten we have sent letters in 2020 we have sent another letter in april we had a petition of baseball families with over 6400 that have completed it nothing not a response not an acknowledgement again it's like we don't exist and we finally got a response. Now, is that because we're up to over 1 million participants that have come together? I, I basically organize an outdoor sport group, and uh, we now represent over 1 million participants. We can't continue to be ignored. Again, we're their provincial sport organization. And I love what you said, Bill, earlier about getting our kids back out on the diamonds and pitches and doing the things that we did as kids in an outdoor environment that has been deemed safe by the doctors, the science advisory table. Like, where is this arbitrary number that they keep presenting? And so we've got questions. Last year they introduced a bubble of 50. Well, does, mm-hmm. does that exist now? Well, the infographic implies no, but the regulations, which is the law, implies yes, because they haven't been updated. So how do you plan? How do you get our executives and our locals and our, and, our, and our people ready to bring sport back for our kids that, that just need it so badly? Like they've been through enough. And here your leaders are sitting here going, well, it's going to be on us before we know it. And we don't even know what's going to be on us because they simply won't even talk to us. Well, and that, that's the frustration, I think. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of our listeners are probably in the same boat. I mean, I, you know, when our kids were growing up, I, mean, I, I coached minor baseball and football and everything, I, as volunteers, of course. And, yep. and the, that, that's another element that hasn't even been considered here, too. It's not as if they're going to call you and say, okay, uh, June 15th, Ed, get the guys back on the dime and get everybody out there. Uh, where are you going to get the volunteers? Or how are you going to get kids signed up for this? I mean, there's, there's got to be some time and some leeway here for you to organize this, isn't there? 
Oh, absolutely. Well said. And, and you, to be able to implement and execute requires a plan. It requires communication and understanding of the plan, and people need to know their roles and responsibilities. It doesn't happen overnight. So are we planning on bubbles? Because that changes everything. Is it open, which we are hoping and counting on? That changes everything. Registration, what's your process of getting people ready to play? And you mentioned earlier, Bill, in, in the intro, and I was listening, you know, you might see driving by a ballpark or, or a soccer field and, and some kids out there. Well, we were, went by a field in London a few days ago, and there was over 20 on the field, which brings up my point of, is the government really fixing the right problem? So organized sports have infrastructure. We have return to sport protocols that changes our game to ensure social distancing and being aware of COVID-19 protocols. So we have those in place. We monitor. We have local executives at the parks. We, for lack of a better word, are in a position to police and to ensure compliance. But instead, they open up the diamonds publicly and say, diamonds are open, except no local organized club can use it. And now we're seeing kids out there with coaches, with parents, more than five, in a rogue environment without any protocols and social distancing in place, and nobody there to monitor it because it's too big of a job. Divide and conquer, let your locals back in, your organized clubs that are governed by your provincial sport organizations. Let's focus on the right thing here. So this diamond open for freedom of use, like, the, again, so you have rogue groups, and there's no way of ensuring that those protocols are in place. So it just made no sense to us. Well, and that's the frustration I feel, and you know, because obviously we're supposedly in lockdown right now, but you know, we've, we've got a great big park. It's almost the big as the uh, what was it? The, the the big school there on Oxford, just by Fanshawe, the big high school. There's about 18 soccer pitches there uh, in London, and and every time I drive my our daughter back to school to, to the campus, I mean, we'd go by there, and it's it's great to see. There's like 8,000 kids playing organized sports like this, and it's happening anyway. You're absolutely right, Ed. If you go by any place now, uh, pick up basketball games, pick up baseball games are going on, uh, and because they want to play. I mean, and you know, why not have it organized? So it's okay if, if five kids go out there and start playing pick up baseball or softball on that park, but boy, if you organize a league and say, okay, here are your sweaters, here are your coaches, Ooh. all of a sudden the, the province is saying, no, you can't do that. Well, why not? And not it's happening now. Now, Baseball Ontario or other PSOs are now forced to issue suspensions and sanctions because you've gone against the the order. So you, even if you did it, you're into. So, Bill, I don't know if you saw one of our social posts. I, I love sharing this because it's about perspective. So, a baseball diamond is larger than eighty thousand square feet. If that was an indoor facility like a grocery store, we would be allowed nine hundred people. Now, June 14th, step one opens up, and do you know we're only allowed 10? Yeah. So these kids, so baseball teams, by the way, and soccer teams and football teams, they're all more than, than 10. So now these kids have been through so much. You know, I, I say to people, the power of something to look forward to. It is insurmountable when you have something to look forward to that you're passionate about. Imagine getting the call that says, okay, Bill, you don't get to come Thursday because I'm only allowed 10. So you need to stay home further. In an outdoor 80,000 square feet, outdoors, which doctors and infectious disease specialists have already supported the notion that outdoor activities should stay open, 
We're going to tell you to stay home yet again. It is ridiculous. It is absurd. These kids have gone through enough. And then I look at other provinces, and I think, okay, British Columbia was locked down like Ontario. They have open, full sports, outdoor activities, no restriction. Alberta, Saskatchewan, wake up, Ontario. Well, we have had the most restrictions of any place in North America, and I, I don't need to tell you that, Adam, because you're living it on a daily basis. Uh, but we see this, and, and you say, okay, I understand why you're doing this. We don't want to have a, a fourth wave. We, I, I get that. But the the way these sports are designed, and this is the thing I was always upset about with the you know when they shut down the golf courses. Social distancing is part of the game. I mean, I mean, you know, usually after you tee off, I mean, one guy goes to one side of the fairway to the other. Baseball, you're 90 feet apart. All right, that's that's by the design of the game. So you have not the, the idea of all limiting the number of people just doesn't seem to make sense when you're talking about outdoor sports. Exactly. You know what's interesting? What you just said about golf. You just brought up another little nugget in my brain here. Do you know the minister McLeod met with golf not once but twice, and we can't get a respond to a phone call, an email, or a letter. So how does golf get the minister's attention? Not once but twice. Yeah, well, and of course the courses are open, and that's great. We're happy for that. Of course. But I, 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 and we're going to hear, I'm sure, later on today, as we said, that the schools are probably not going to open again, uh, which I would think should be, you know, that should be the, the next movement here is simply say, but you know what, we're going to allow them to play ball and play soccer and, and to do swimming, whatever the case might be. Uh, get them out and get them some exercise. I mean, we've talked at great length about the mental health stress that parents and kids are going through right now because of this lockdown. This is part of the solution. I can't understand why the minister doesn't understand that. Well, we're, we're in the same boat. And, you know, a year ago, we were just so grateful to get back on the field. And we had yeah. bubbles of 50. And we were just so thankful and to see the kids. And, you know, at Baseball Ontario, I always last year kept saying, we're going to remain agile, we're going to continue to plan, and we're going to continue to prepare. And I could see the appreciation and the, the excitement. A year later, we are in a worse situation than we were a year ago. And parents and families... They're not just sitting back going, we're just happy to get out and practice in a group of 10. They're not, because again, the medical, the science, uh, the other provinces, and here we are, June 14th, going to be allowed 10. I mean, that one really still bothers me significantly, and just the mere notion of telling you know, your whole team you can't come. Like, really? You can't have 15, 12, 20? Where did you come up with 10? So, anyway, so the frustration is still real. Uh, the anger is, is surmounting. We are constantly having to deal with upset families, and oftentimes that anger is aimed at us. There's no doubt. So as the provincial sport organizations, we are certainly receiving the blunt of the decisions, but are in no position to be part of the solution. And that, of course, still has us baffled. And... I was hoping with the power of now, there's two more groups that came on today. So this provincial sport organization of outdoor sports, like we've got Ontario soccer, softball Ontario, baseball Ontario, cricket Ontario, Ontario football lines, rugby Ontario, field hockey. And now we have non-PSOs that run groups like Jam Sports and Toronto Ultimate. And they're all coming out wanting to be part of you know this group because they, they want to be heard and... 
at what point do you stop being ignored? I, I don't know the answer, but... Well, hopefully that's going to change. And I, by the way, I've seen the letter that you sent, and, and for the listeners who have not, you're asking nicely. Uh, you know, you're not being belligerent about this. You're just saying, give us some direction here. Yeah. And, and, and and volunteering to say, look, it, let's sit down and talk about this, because, you know, we're the organizations that put these events on and these games on. We can help you to, with the protocol. But yeah. you know, that, that's got you got to get an invitation for that, and that hasn't happened yet, Ed. Yeah, very well said, Bill, and thank you for that, because we're, we're not on the attack. We're not... We want to be part of the solution. We want to understand the roadmap. We have questions that the regulations are not necessarily aligned with the roadmap. So the regulations are the law. And this is where our families are mad at us going, how can you interpret this? The announcement said this. Well, that's just the announcement in an infographic. We are compelled by the law. And the law are the regulations. Well, of course, the regulations aren't updated. Yeah. So... How do you plan? How do you prepare? So if they address our five questions that we have in the letter, then all of our outdoor sports can hit the ground running, be ready, be proactive, and, and really provide that experience that we want our children to have. Because, Bill, you know what no one else really talks about either is the future of the sports. Yeah. So what about retention of athletes and participants and volunteers? What about newcomers that want to be part of your sport experience? Well, we're not growing new athletes and new participants because we're not running programs. And when we are, they're reactive. So who's stopping to think about the long-term impact? And what's the recovery plan for retention strategies, maintaining acquisition of new participants? Right? So it's much deeper. And that's why any sense of normalcy, even though it'll be adapted, still aligns itself to ensure future growth and development of our sports, not just living in the moment. Ed, look, I want to stay in touch with you, and, and hopefully you're going to hear from the, the Premier or the Minister of McLeod or whomever uh, sooner than later about this and get the ball rolling on this. But uh, I'm glad you had some time to talk to us today because I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention because I know a lot of parents are asking when is this going to start again, and I just want them to know that you guys have been doing a lot of the heavy lifting to, to make sure that the province is, is aware of what's going on here too. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk again in a few days, hopefully, and you'll get some sort of a response and maybe we can get the ball rolling on this. But I really do appreciate the time today thanks so much bill thank you and i can't thank you enough for giving me an opportunity just to talk and to share and to hopefully influence uh change and outcome so thank you so much and i really appreciate the opportunity and absolutely bud let's stay in touch you betcha we'll talk again soon ed, take now. care of yourself and uh, stay well ed quinlan of course who's the president of baseball ontario just one of the many organizations that's asking for some answers from the provincial government right now to make sure that that we can get the kids back out on the diamonds and the soccer pitches and everywhere else as we head into the summer months the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml